three in four farmers would vote for a new farmers' political party, according to a survey by the Irish Farmers Journal. Why do farmers feel the need for particular and new political representation? And could a new party potentially be on our ballots in upcoming elections? We have quite a few of them, as we were talking about earlier this week on the show, coming up in the next 12 to 18 months. Well, I'm joined by the news editor of the Irish Farmers Journal, Amy Ford, and chair of the ICMSA in Limerick, John Bateman. And uh, you are both very Welcome to the show this morning. So, Amy, um, this research from the journal shows certainly an overwhelming majority of support from the farming community for a specific farmer's political party. Are you surprised? No, not not really, and thanks for having me on. So I suppose in the last 18 months to two years, we've had a new cap. We've had um, a lot of changes to nitrates, derogation regulations, and uh, obviously in line with that new cap, there's a raft of new schemes, and that, that means change for farmers. Um, the other side of it is obviously uh, the, the coalition, the Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, and the Greens being in government, that's brought a new a new angle, I suppose, really, to schemes, um, and, and that's really shown and borne out in the schemes in terms of increased environmental ambition, which is obviously needed given the, the biodiversity crisis we are in. Um, but no, look, we're not surprised with the figures. Um, there's been a lot of change on farms in the last 18 months or so, and that's really shown with the way farmers have, have voted in this poll. Yeah. Now, mind you, the concept of a political party is one thing. The reality of structures, setting it up, getting candidates, standing them in elections considering that, as I say, a lot of those elections are due quite quickly, is a very different thing, Amy. Massively different. You're completely correct in terms of organisation and governance um, and having uh, the right process in place, really, for such a party, for any party to be established, obviously. Um, I suppose we've seen in, in this poll um, that support is seeping away from, from the likes of Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, um, with an increased uh, emphasis on independent candidates. So um, farmers are voting for increased rural or increased independence um, in elections. And maybe that shows that they're not happy with the establishment and how, how things are going on. Um, but if a, such a party, any party, was to be established, we're supposed to have a general election 2025. One could be called next year, depending on where things go. We have European elections uh, with the voting taking place next June, and we obviously have local elections. Um, so decisions need to be made sooner rather than later if this is to be made a go of. Um, and, and very particularly in Limerick, we have a directly elected mayor's election on the same day as the local and mm. Europeans, and we are wondering what candidates will emerge, whether we will have independence, what parties will put candidates up, and I don't know, maybe there'll be a farmer's mayoral candidate. Who knows? Um, yes, as you said, there, there's, there's no one, um, or there's, there isn't a grouping yet of, of who's going to go for that. Um, but as I said, like organisation and governance is going to be key for this. I think anyone that that does go over this, they'll, they'll need a strong backing and um, strong candidates as well. You know that there needs to be strong candidates if, for any party to go forward to actually go to battle on the ballot paper. Right, we're chatting to Amy Ford, news editor of the Irish Farmers Journal and the chair of the ICMSA. Um, in Limerick. John Bateman's on the line as well. Hello, John. Uh, Now, uh, without getting too much into a history lesson, there was a farmers' party in Ireland uh, at one point during what was known then as the Free State, ran for about 
a decade, but in the end, it ended up being absorbed into other parties, didn't it? Yeah, but like I, I you you started off saying you didn't want the history lesson. Um, I think what's the problem now is that the farmers feel they're operating in a vacuum. I'll give you one quick example. Um, we had the IFAS MSA AGM there last Christmas, to say. The three main political parties, the leaders, were invited. Two of them declined, and Mary Lou arrived. Um, she spoke brilliantly um, and had a very robust question and answer session. Um, uh, outstanding from somebody from the middle of Dublin. You know, she's from the heartland of Dublin, as far as I know. Um, what the farmers feel is they've been sidelined. We've been put to the side. The, the amount of issues, as we just said, that has happened in farming and is currently happening, you know, with environmental, you've nitrates, you've, um, you know, you, you name it, it's coming down the line on the farmers and they feel we're just being the scapegoats and this yeah. the, our current political parties are not representing us properly. But isn't it the case that you guys, the ICMSA and the IFA, etc., are you not the people who represent farmers? And are you doing the job properly? I, I feel we are. We're, but from where we are coming from, we're almost being ignored by our own political parties. We're, we're almost being ignored. Um, and like that's what we got there at our AGM, and ignore. Um, we've, as farmers, we feel this... The government feels we're not important anymore. We're literally, literally they're just bow, bow down and kowtowing to in, um, large... But, but hang on a minute, are, are you still not industry. one of the biggest, if not the biggest industry in the entire country? That's what we feel. But that's not that's not the that's not the feeling we get from our government. We we feel that they're... But you're not sexy enough, is that it? Ah, no, we're not fashionable enough. They're, what's fashionable in their eyes is the big multinationals and we'll say their current... The, the tax that they're currently getting off them, which is probably minute compared to... What so you, you would not get, as we certainly did in the 80s at one stage, a teacher going to open a milking parlour anymore? That milking parlour is right beside me. And um, look, the joke is that shouldn't happen either. But... The reality is the farmers out there feel that they're being ignored. Okay. You know, so so they, they prefer to be, and, what you're basically saying, they prefer to be doing the ribbon cutting at Google and the like rather oh, totally. than anything totally. to do with agriculture anymore. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's not a fashionable word. And the way the farmers feel is we're, we're being blamed in the, the wrong for an awful lot of these environmental changes. There was cows there long before there was aeroplanes. <laughs> You know, and they didn't do any damage. Um, you compare the the stock numbers are the same yeah. for the last. But, 50 but the years. problem, you, the problem you have there is that nobody wants to hear, particularly with the summer that we're having, that yeah. you shouldn't we go on your summer holiday. Play. Yeah. They don't. They don't want to hear that. I mean, no, but, like, but you're not. You're not going to hear the Taoiseach, the Tarnishta, or any politician, bar maybe one or two, coming out and saying, "No, folks." You can't go on your fancy summer trip to X, Y, or Z. Uh, yeah, but, but John but you're... needs to cut his cows. You know, <laughs> that, that, but that's, see, that's actually what they're saying, you know. That's what they're saying. The farmers need to cut back. But And I have no problem 
people going on their holidays. But they need to hand, hold up the hand and own it. You know, and... Like, so so they, what you're saying then is they, people need to say, right, I have chosen and I accept that there are significant carbon footprint issues around this, but I have chosen to take, and, take the family on my international holiday because yeah, I can't but, stick the fact that I haven't seen the sun in, not to sound like a, a singer of a country yeah, and western song yeah. here, but, but, but it's so long. The, the problem is that until such time as our government and our Green Party realise that agriculture is their only success story. Um, in the last 50 years, the farmers have doubled their output with, this, with, all, with less stock than they had. So that actually halves their carbon footprint. So until such time as they realise that farming is the solution and not the problem. And Tig uh, has said, uh, WhatsApp us on 086-123-9595, travelling by air is incredibly clean. Flying by private, private jet is equivalent to owning three dogs in CO2 terms. Pet owners are the real issue as Tig powers up his private jet in a field near Dune, from what I can gather. Uh, thanks for that. And uh, another listener says, how could you represent a farmer of a 200 herd dairy farm and a small-scale vegetable grower with three acres in the same farmer's political party. And the thing is, Amy, you know, we're reminded of smaller parties or parties that started small in the past. And I'm thinking, for example, of the Progressive Democrats. And what happened to them was they did very well initially and then their policies were cherry-picked by the bigger parties and eventually, it took some time, but eventually they ceased to exist. Isn't that exactly what would happen with the Farmers' Party if there was a real threat of it? Possibly. None of us know because there's none established yet, Joe, but um, as I said there, like, you know, this, this isn't something that's going to just spring up overnight or next week. Um, all of those issues need, would need to be discussed. Um, I suppose if we compare um, the, the farm organisations to political parties in one way, the IFA has said, it, it, you know, it has committees across all sectors, horticulture, veg and so on. Um, the ICMSA then represents mostly all dairy farmers, but it has... Um, other committees such as a livestock or a beef committee and then you have the likes of the INHFA who represent hill farmers and farmers on mature land now there's nothing to say that a dairy farmer with designated land can be, can't be a member of INHFA um, and then you have you know IC, ICSA who represent um, the Yeah but the problem is it does not, not sound like an alphabet soup uh, of as, as Padraig said before we got into this item one of our listeners do you not end mm. up with so many different organisations that they're almost pitted against each other you do, you do in one way, and then does you have to question: Does that dilute farmer representation in one way? Um, but then, if you look at political parties, like there are a lot of other smaller political parties there that have two or three representatives in the doll, um, and there's uh, any amount of parties you know that are there as well in one way. Um, it's really hard to know how how such a, a party could be established and what it would stand for and um, who it would stand for. And, and is there any sense that the um desire for uh, a farmer's political party is coming from younger farmers or older farmers or is it all of them? I think um, it's all of them. I think like yeah. um, last year look was a good year for incomes in general for especially for dairy and tillage farmers. This year income is going to be depleted massively. Milk prices tanked. Grain prices um, are, are not going to be looking as good as they were last year. And then the more vulnerable sectors, if I can call them that, in suckler and sheep, um, their incomes are staying pretty level according to the Chagas forecast. So, you know, 
if incomes aren't good and you have increased regulation and possible bureaucracy, according to some farmers, um, you know that 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 could galvanise them to um, to drive on and set up such a project. Well, John Bateman, uh, there's a listener here anyway who I don't know what kind of experience they've uh, had, um, but says in my long experience, farmers could not run a political party. I'm living among them 30 plus years. Obviously, don't say my name. <laughs> um, John, ba- John Bateman says they're ignored. They're allowing themselves to be ignored. I live in Clare, though, so they're different to Limerick, uh, efficient, nice farmers. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but what I'd say is, look, at the moment, we're living in a vacuum, political. You know, we're just not being represented. Okay, properly. so, so I, I mean, for example, would you be prepared, you know, to put your name on a ballot paper. You know, politics is a dirty business and it's getting more and more difficult for those who do so. And would you be prepared to put your shoulder behind setting up a National Farmers Party and get nominated and see what happens? You're talking to me? Yeah. I'm too old. I see, but there, you see, this is exactly what happens in no, these conversations. No, Everybody no, says it's, it's a wonderful idea conceptually, but you just don't ask yeah. me to get involved. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'd be too old. I'd consider myself too old. That's somebody young active. You know, but but um, are are there young but, people who'd be prepared to do it? Because let's be honest about this now. There's no point pretending yeah. otherwise. The big parties will do everything they can to crush a new party. That's how it works. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's what's going to happen. But there's nobody saying it would be easy, and there's nobody saying how practical it would be. All that I'm saying is we are currently operating in a vacuum, and the farmers out there are fed up. Of being ignored. I know we've heard all that before, but what we're trying to practically get to is is there any real prospect that that undercurrent of unhappiness will translate itself into candidates on a ballot paper that people in city, county, and around the country could potentially vote for in the upcoming local, European, directly elected mayor or general elections? Yeah, but you look at the last couple of elections, the independents are doing so well. And yeah, but, but, the the but, but, but the so independence. Really wait, 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 no, second, John. The yeah. independents are part of the process, and I understand and appreciate yeah. that. But yeah. you say you're still not represented. We are not. No, no, we're not represented. And like whether the T-shirt likes it or not, do you know there's the way he represents every man, woman, and child in the country. Be it, he, and he has to look out for every man, woman, and child. And that's not what's happening. You know, the farmers feel we're being left out. And I, there's loads of other sectors as well feel they're left out. Um, as okay. farmers, we feel that there's an opening there for a political party. OK, OK. Well, listen, we'll certainly come back to this. As I say, there'll be a lot of talk of elections in the months to come, particularly here in Limerick. But we thank you very much for joining us this morning. Chair of the ICMSA in Limerick, John Bateman one of the farming bodies and news editor of the Irish Farmers Journal, Amy Ford, who produced that survey. Thank you.